Welcome back to Talking Lead. This is episode 47. Left hand. Hey. What's up? Well, it's uh, Thanksgiving week. It is. And I guess by the time this airs, it will be Thanksgiving. Yeah. So happy Thanksgiving. Or, to, or Thanksgiving will be over. To all the leadheads. <laughs> and if you're listening to this after Thanksgiving, this is the Giving Thanks episode. Not Thanksgiving episode, I guess. So instead of what we did with guns this week, let's let's talk about what we're thankful about firearms. Okay. What are you thankful for firearms? Man, what am I not thankful for about regarding firearms? Uh, I'm thankful for... Number one, our rights and our ability to be able to carry and own and utilize firearms in yep. our everyday lives. Uh, I'm thankful for the men and women who lay their lives out on the line day in and day out that that provide and give us that privilege. Our military, our law enforcement, can't thank those guys enough. So that's really who I'm thankful for, mm-hmm. our, our servicemen and women. Me, I am thankful for the same all the servicemen and all the veterans out there that have served and fought for our right to carry those weapons and for the uh, amendment that gives us that right the second amendment so that's what i'm thankful for along with many other things we might throw out throughout the show and another thing i'm thankful about is all the lead heads out there because left hand and i started this off as a hobby just something fun to do with guns and people started listening, and it became and something they wanted that, more. Yeah, and they wanted more. Exactly. And we're like, so, oh crap, we don't have any more. <laughs> <laughs> so it's turning into something that's really fun, really big. And we want to thank all you leadheads out there that listen. It's a blast. Absolutely, we love doing talking lead Joe. I mean, we get to we get to travel around the United States to to places like this where we're at today. We're on location today. We're at the Northside Gun Shop in yep. Columbia, Tennessee. We've talked about it in the past couple shows. Last week we were at the Nashville Armory, you know, doing the show. The week before that we were in Dallas doing yep. the the Seal, Seal Legacy, Legacy Foundation. Yeah. The week before that I was in Virginia Beach yep. at a Navy Seal retirement. I mean, holy crap! Yep. I mean, and is, a couple months awesome. we'll be at Shot Show. In Vegas. Uh, speaking of, we got to get nice. airfare booked. Yes, we got to do that soon. I thought you already did that, huh? <laughs> I thought I already did that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I got to have your info. Oh, did okay. I ever get your info? Oh, that's right. You got to get my license and all that jazz. Yeah. So. Well, we've got a guest with us today, and it's Mr. Justin McConnell, the owner of owner founder everything. Right. That's pretty much everything. The, owner and founder. Yeah. He is. He modern is modern Spartan, Spartan Systems. <laughs> Modern Spartan System, it's a gun lube and cleaning product, right? That is correct. Cool. You founded it when? It was founded April of 2013, so it's a pretty new company. We just started it in 2013. We've been working on the idea for the last four years, though, doing a lot of testing to make sure that we had everything lined up before we uh, before we went to, to market with it. Awesome. Tell, tell us a little bit about your company. Well, uh, we're a small company right now based out of Swanee, Georgia. Uh, we do weapons, cleaners, and lubricants. American-made. Uh, American-made. That's right. Everything that we do is American-made. Uh, do uh, Southern-made. Southern-made. <laughs> we do a lot of uh, uh, our accuracy lubricant is, uh, is real big right now, but we do an entire system of cleaning. Um, the idea that we, we took was kind of a systems approach, so that way we could make sure that you're getting the weapon as clean as possible and making sure that uh, you're getting all the benefits that you're supposed to, not using, uh, not using one product to do 16 different things. So. Now, Gabe was kind enough to give me... Uh, some of your sample products, and I've been using them the uh, last couple of weeks. Um, 
and I didn't know what kind of process you needed to do with these, so I might be doing it wrong. Talk to us about the different products you have and then the order of operation and how you recommend that you go through cleaning with those. Sure. No, we, uh, like I said, we started out with a systems approach because what we wanted to do was offer the, the, the most effective lubricants and cleaners that are out there on the market. So we based it off of what we have as a Spartan Accuracy Oil, which is designed to reduce friction 85 to 95% um, across the board. And the idea behind that is by... Uh, using nanotechnology, which is just you know smaller molecules, um, and having a higher flash point than most of the the. Regular I thought lubricants. nanotechnology were like the that little was, robots that's that go in your body. Yeah. We, we haven't uh, we haven't <laughs> progressed to that yet. Um, oh, not working on the nanomites, but uh, <laughs> yeah. a lot of people see nanotechnology. Cobra and they Commander might be seeking you out, <laughs> changing faces and things like that. No, the idea behind it is that we're able to actually get into those small cracks and crevices that you have in the metal um, that are always there. Kind of just like if you took a, a microscope to it, you'd see. Uh, we reduce all that friction by filling it in. Uh, and by actually strengthening the metal that you have. So by reducing that friction, what you're getting is better standard deviation. Uh, you're getting a, a much better accurate um, shot when you're actually taking a look at it because you're not having those mini striations that happen on the rounds. The accuracy oil is great for functioning too because it, it's not a surface lubricant. What you can generally get with like CLP and things like that is a surface lubricant. And once you wear through it, it burns off real quick. A lot of the lubricants, if you look at their flash points, we're looking at 100 or 200 degrees. Our flash point's over 400 degrees, uh, wow. which is hotter than what you get in the, the barrel of a Beretta. So if you're firing higher caliber weapons and you're using something that flashes 100 degrees, it's starting to carbonize, and it, all it's causing is that gumming uh, and that uh, those problems that you're seeing. So by using the accuracy oil, you actually reduce the amount of carbon that you're getting. It's not burning on your metal. Uh, it's not getting all that sand that's sticking to it. Um, and just a, a really, really highly accurate weapon, much better functionality. If you've got a weapon that's sticking or having any problems with feeding, injecting, anything like that, as soon as you use this, you'll feel that cycle operations really work out well. And it can stand alone. Uh, the, the great thing about it is that you can use it uh, just by itself in kind of a CLP because it does do preservative. It is designed so that way it'll protect your metal so that way it's not causing any problems on there. But we do have our carbon cleaner, which is if you have, uh, if you ever fire that AR-15, you put a couple hundred rounds through it and you pull the bolt apart and you've just got to scrub on it and scrub on it and brush on that metal. If you take the carbon destroyer that we have, just soak that bolt inside there for a couple minutes, and you'll see you'll just be able to wipe all that carbon off of there. So it's really, really great for, like, your 22 rimfire weapons that are just nasty and filthy if you get a lot of that carbon buildup. If you use the carbon destroyer, you can just go ahead and put it on there, let it soak for a little bit, and wipe it right down. It helps awesome. just break that bond that the carbon has to your metal. Okay. So. And we'll talk a little bit more about that here in a little while. What are you thankful for when it comes to firearms? Well, I have to kind of, I have to kind of echo what you guys said as far as being thankful for the troops. Uh, I did some time in the military myself. Uh, very Thank you for your service. You're Thank you very much. Quite welcome. Quite welcome. It was my pleasure. Um, very thankful for the fact that we are able to have firearms and be able to to exercise that uh, that freedom. So, and everything about being able to talk about it, like you were talking about with First Amendment, Second Amendment rights, those things are extremely important to me. Uh, and I also am uh, thankful for getting to go out shooting. I was just shooting yesterday with my wife. Is just uh, I like to be able to take a day off and go down to the shooting range and just have a good time, not have to go through a bunch of hoops as far as trying to get, you know, just go down and do simple things like going out and sure. working on marksmanship a little bit. Awesome. Now are you a hunter? I don't hunt anymore. So I did a, a little while um, a while back, but I haven't haven't been hunting any in the last probably about five six years. Mm. So. Now Zeke, you've been uh, you've been setting up for a big hunt, right? <sighs> yeah. <sighs> Tell us about it. So Saturday I went out and got in the ground blind. It was cold and sat there from about 
<laughs> see, I got up there at 4.45, sat there till about 10.30 that morning. Didn't see anything. I didn't even see a squirrel, birds, nothing. It was like nuclear holocaust that happened or something. <laughs> what kind of deodorant are you using? Uh, I use like all this. I, I, I use this scent-free soap. You need to get in touch with Nicole and ask her what you need to Oh, do. I did everything that she said. I did the soap. I, I bought the deodorant. I used the laundry detergent. I took all the clothes. <laughs> I stuck really? them in a, in an airproof container with all the leaves and stuff from that site. Yeah. I did everything that she said and still never saw anything. So I was like, all right, well, it's I'm freezing. beer conditioner you're using. That's the, what it it's is. the beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I went back, got some lunch, put some extra socks on because I couldn't feel my toes. Went back out. Got there around 1.30, sat there till about 5 when it started getting dark. Never saw anything again. The only animal I saw was a red-tailed hawk. I didn't see squirrels. I didn't see nothing. That's pretty cool. So I got on it. There's a uh, tndeer.com. It's a forum. It's about deer hunting in Tennessee. And a lot of people were saying the same thing. Nobody saw anything. No doe, no buck, no nothing. So I'm like, all right, maybe just the rut hadn't hit hard yet. So I went back out yesterday. I didn't do the morning this time because I knew it was sleeting and snowing, and I, I wasn't going to pull it all day in that crap. So I got there around noon, sat there, saw the biggest coyote I've ever seen come running across the field. I almost shot it, but it was running too fast. <laughs> I'm not that good a shot. <laughs> and uh, still no deer, though. And then finally I'm walking out, and I found where they're bedding down. Uh, two big doe came out, but it was dark. I mean, I couldn't get a shot. It was it was dark to that point where you can't see anything through your scope. You can see them with your bare eye, but yeah. then, like, you put your scope on, you can't see anything. So uh, I, I'm I'm gonna go back maybe this weekend. Yeah, I may go back this you weekend. Borrow my scope. Yeah, I may do that. Let you borrow. So yeah, it's been a uh, O for two so far this year. And if I don't get anything this weekend in that same spot, I'm gonna move spots. Gotcha. We well, got a whole season. I'm going to uh, get with a couple of my hunting buddies and see if I can't storm up a hunt. I haven't had time really to to even think about it. But we need uh, to go set up the uh, talking letter ranch. <laughs> yeah. We could do that. We gotta go down Pretty there and do that. that. Heck yeah. All right, we'll do I'm that. Game. So now it's time for... Hey, Ralph, Simplified, do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the Talking Lead Jack Wagon of the Week, so brace yourself, baby. So Jack Wagon of the Week this week. So you got somebody for us, right? I do. No names, no locations are going to be mentioned. This is just kind of education purposes for everybody that's not doing things like this right. I had a friend of mine who lives in a very rural area. He has some farmland there. And he was sitting there in his creek uh, cleaning some brush and all of a sudden felt heard a big and felt the thud on his side and looked down and there's a bullet. Didn't penetrate him. Maybe a little bruise. That's about it. But apparently what had happened is about, I guess, five, 600 yards away, there were some kids shooting I don't know if they're kids, college kids, what they were, but they're basically up there. They had a berm. They had everything set up right, and they had all the targets on the berm, so if they would have been shooting at the targets, they'd been fine. But no, they decided to turn and shoot at this metal post that was real thin because it seemed like a hard target where there's no berm and the metal post is aiming down off of the ridge that aims down 500 yards away to his house. We actually told him to go buy a lottery ticket because it ricocheted off that pole and through the woods and ended up hitting him. And for him to not hit a tree or anything, he's pretty dang lucky. Yeah, so the jack wagon of the week this week is anybody that doesn't practice proper gun safety and just common sense when you're out there shooting. Because when stuff like that happens, you make us all look bad. And that's what gives the gun grabbers fuel. So anybody that's out there doing stupid stuff like that, not shooting and knowing what's beyond your target. I mean, hell, that's one of the, the four rules of gun safety. 
know what your target is and what's beyond it. And these guys didn't know what was beyond it. And if they had any eyes to see, they could see that beyond that metal pole, one, it's a metal pole that's round. It's probably going to ricochet somewhere. And two, there was an empty, no berm woods down into a ridge. So did he go, did he go up there and... Uh, yeah, he, had to, he called the cops and everything. He did? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think they're going to learn their lesson the hard way. Please practice proper gun safety when you're hailing your weapons. Especially this time of year. There's a lot of people out. Yeah. We got our... Uh, our, our our random hanger honor that shows up hanger on honor. i'm a groupie yeah gabe our groupie <laughs> gabe the groupie hey you're talking about <laughs> jack wagons uh did you see that cop that got busted for illegally shooting deer no yeah it was on the news oh the, the highway trooper. patrol guy yeah the trooper yeah. Yeah. busted for illegally shooting deer he was like sitting on the side of the interstate or something yeah and was shooting him with his service rifle <laughs> i mean i i guess if i mean I'm I'm a country kid. Yeah, I'm not that country where I'm a state trooper and I'm out there shooting <laughs> deer because you know it's available. Yeah. What was he shooting it with? His service, his rifle? service rifle. Yeah, so probably an whatever, AR. Yeah, probably an AR. Whatever he had in his truck. Wow. I bet he probably brought his uh, hunting rifle along with him. <laughs> you know what? That that's I bet country. He did. I would no one here that. in Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. I guarantee it. He's like, you know, it's going to be a long night. I'm going to be out here. Uh, now, I'll admit, if I'm in my truck and if it's on property I have hunting permission for, I'll hop out of the truck and shoot from there. But it's, I'm not going to do it on somebody else's property or sitting on the side yeah. of the interstate. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> that's crazy. Was he on duty while he was doing that? Yeah. Wow. What is he going to do with the deer when he gets it? Strap it to the front of the I don't know. Car? I have no idea what his plan was. He's probably wow. going to skin it out and throw the meat in the trunk. I have no idea. And put it in the back seat. Put handcuffs on it. That's Who knows? Just, that's just Arresting the steer. Jaywalking. <laughs> Justin, we ask a bunch of questions to everybody that comes on. So how did you originally get into firearms? Um, I would say my first introduction was when I went to Marine Corps boot camp. I had fired a couple rounds uh, through a couple different rifles beforehand, but my family wasn't real big into, into rifles. So my dad, I guess, just he was a pistol guy. didn't fire a lot of rifles, but Marine Corps boot camp kind of opened my eyes to as far as shooting. So... I'd say that probably so, be the first big introduction. Living in Colorado, you didn't, Breakfast. you weren't like a big hunter or anything. My dad was never a hunter. He, wow, uh, I I don't know what was wrong with him. I'm not really sure. So, but I grew up uh, grew up south of uh, south of Denver, and there's tons of deer all the time. But my dad just had a pistol. That was about it. So didn't shoot much. Wow, because there's some awesome hunting in Colorado. I've been elk hunting uh, out there. It is it is really really nice. And so. Colorado is all of a sudden gone cuckoo for cocoa puffs with their gun laws too. Yes, I don't and, know what happened with weed. that. Yeah, <laughs> guns and weed. Well, they can legalize weed all they want. I don't care about that. But freaking taking the, <laughs> the high capacity ammo in Colorado, it's crazy. High capacity ammo. High yeah, capacity well, they, ammo. They yeah, do. it's kind of like you putting the magazine in the clips. <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> they're high capacity you, magazine. They were your magazines empty. Somebody pulled up, and away. I was trying to That's see right. who it was, and it kind of threw me. Well, threw they me recalled. Away. They recalled. Not talking at all. Right. Something shiny. <laughs> You're gonna have to edit that whole thing. It just sounds like a bunch of people talking. At the same yeah, time. it's awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna leave it just like. You're that. You're just gonna leave it just like that. That's great. <laughs> All right. So the second question is: Tell us, uh, and you've talked a little bit about it. Your military law enforcement background. Okay. Well, I did uh, did ten years in the Marine Corps, uh, kind of on again, off again. So got out in 2001, and then right after September 11th, uh, came back in and uh, went back on active duty. So I got about ten years of uh, Marine Corps active duty time behind me, and then I work full time for the National Guard now, which was quite the transition um yeah kind of a culture shock a little bit but uh i like what i do now uh, a little more lax there maybe a lot more lax than uh, active duty <laughs> marine corps that is for sure but uh i think it it has its purpose uh it's it, 
not designed to stress out those guys that come in for uh, for two days a month. But working full time is definitely get to see kind of the inner workings behind the unit and uh, three guys working to make sure that the company is operating the rest of the month has been uh, been eye opening as far as yeah. doing a lot of different stuff. So what's your yeah. MOS? I work as a thirty five Fox, so okay. Intel analyst right now. Nice. You got any good uh, marine stories? Any good marine, marine stories? Yeah. Always have some good sea stories. I guess the uh, question is, uh, all right, let's take one. I was down in Australia. They can, they can bleep and edit. Yeah, yeah, bleep yeah, and edit? Yeah, not yeah. a problem. Not a problem. If I'll, you I'll, get halfway through it and you're like, oh, I couldn't say that. Maybe I don't want my wife hearing that one. <laughs> so uh, I was down in uh, Australia. Crocodile 99 was the name of the operation. And we were coming off the ship, did an amphibious invasion. We're supposed to basically take this huge area and just blow it up. As in marines. Australia? In Australia. Shoalwater Bay training area. We, so. Oh, training. Yep. I was like, we're no, just all, no, no. Yeah. We're yeah, practicing we, for the invasion. So. We attacked them and took that's their the women. That's the stuff you don't hear our government talk about. Beer and women, that's right. Yeah. Our war with Australia. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we were spending about three days out there uh, in the field, and the sea state was so rough that they couldn't get the rest of the guys on. So it was six of my guys from the engineer platoon, and we're just blowing tons of ordnance that we brought on shore and just having a grand old time. They basically chopped up about 700 acres into four <laughs> squares and said said uh just go ahead and make sure that you don't shoot each other kind of kind of similar to your story we're making sure that we weren't shooting at each other Mm -hmm. but uh i got bit by something on my knee had to go to the hospital for two days got a bunch of fluid pulled off but uh koala yeah some (laughs) wild animal down there dirty australian girl (laughs) (laughs) um olivia newton john it might have been her so she's still hot <laughs> was it years later? No, Kylie Minogue. Is she from us? Kylie Minogue. I, yeah, yeah. yeah I I'd let her bite my knee. Yeah, indeed. If I wasn't married to my awesome wife, absolutely. She <laughs> sings well. <laughs> so uh, I was making my way back, and they basically dropped me off and said, "Here you go. You know, Lance Colton McConnell wants you to figure your stuff out and uh, head back to the ship." And I was like, "Okay, well, a couple convoys coming through," and they dropped me off in an Australian command post, and I was sitting there with this Australian captain. And he looked at me, and he's kind of giving me a hard time, just messing with me a little bit, as uh, as a lot of the foreign militaries do. And he turned around and goes, hey, you know, mate, you know what buggery is? And I said, oh, no, I don't know what buggery is. <laughs> I was a little scared. And he's like, yeah, buggery, you know, he's, you know, yeah, I've been out in the field for a while. You can go ahead and, uh, you know, do whatever you want to with the other lads. And I was like, oh, my <laughs> God, what is this guy talking about? <laughs> he's like, yeah, it's legal after 10 days in the field. We've been out here 10 days, mate. And he's looking at me, and he totally scared the crap out of me, I'll tell you what. So I made my way out of there as quickly as possible, and I was like, I'll tell you what, I love the Australian women, but that guy scared the hell out of me. So <laughs> that is for sure. Craziness. The Aussies are great. I, uh, I've had a chance to work with them a couple times in 29 Palms, California, down in Australia, and then in East Timor. And they are uh, they're crazy. They love the party, mm-hmm. um, always joking around, but uh, I love love that lifestyle down there. So, Did you, you eat, What's that uh, Vegemite? Did you, did you eat Vegemite? <laughs> Vegemite? I am not that brave. Vegemite sandwich? No, not yeah. at all. I mean, it worked. I haven't met anybody that's that's had a Vegemite sandwich. I don't, I don't think even, I've ever met an Australian. You ever heard that song, Minute Work? Uh, what was uh, Land Down Under. Land Down Under? Is that what the yep. name of the song is? Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. He talks Land about a Vegemite sandwich. Well, what's a Vegemite sandwich? I think it's like yeast it's paste. Some kind of Australian delicacy, that I guess. Good. I, I yeah. think it's like bacteria yeah, paste. It's like a, it's and that's like, why they live on an island yeah. in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> 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 they were a bunch of prisoners originally. Actually, just kidding. Prison well, island. no, I'm not. They really no, they were. were <laughs> we have a lot of Australian listeners, so give a big shout out to them. And we're sorry for the war we... I guess yeah, the, waged on them, and I didn't know about the, yeah. the invasion of every single American ship going down there. They're getting so. us back with buggery, though. That's, yeah. that's for sure. <laughs> when it comes to pop culture, movies, TV shows, video games, books, whatever, if it involves firearms, what's your go-to? Ooh, that's a tough one. I would definitely say that I'm a big fan of The Walking Dead. Yeah. Nice. We were talking about that before the show, and uh, really like The Walking Dead. And uh, 
Another one that I've kind of grown to like is Person of Interest. I don't know if you guys watched that or not. I was for I sure you were going to say Once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Time? <laughs> no, no. That's probably the third best for me. Yeah. So. Thanks, Gabe. I appreciate yeah, that. No problem, man. <laughs> you know, when we have Gabe and Sam on here at the same time, we're not going to have to do anything. No. no. We're just going to say go and hit record. We'll, be, we'll have to we'll clean go, our pants afterwards. For well, we'll go check out all the cool guns while they're talking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, those cool guns are here at Northside Gun Shop, by the way. Yeah. In Columbia, Tennessee. Yeah. Plug, plug. We, we let <laughs> our listeners plug. know where we're recording today. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have, have, I mean, since the doors opened, you've had traffic come in nonstop. Yeah, it's been like this. It's been like this uh, for a while now. We've gotten some pretty steady traffic every day. Um, I mean, we're having some really big days. This is a really big month for us. Um, you know, this is month uh, coming up on month six here. So we're, we're pretty excited. we got a great selection of uh, just about everything, and we can order anything. Um, you know, we get the website coming up pretty soon, and uh, we've got to have uh, you know thousands of items on the website for people to order. Now, you were talking about person, person of interest. Yep. What is that? Uh, it's Jim Caviezel. Is uh, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's JJ Abrams. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, my wife calls him the Quiet Talker because he's always just real quiet. JJ Abrams. Jesus. <laughs> He was Jesus. Oh, yeah, he did play Jesus. Jesus. He played Jesus. He also played that firefighter that what went does he back not in time. Do? Yeah, what does J.J. Abrams not do? He's involved in everything. So. I watched one last night that he did, the new one. It's um, the one with the guy from Star Trek that plays the new McCoy. Yeah, um, um, Almost Urban, Human. Urban, Keith Ur- Almost yeah, Human. Yeah, Keith yeah, Urban. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one, I mean, one it's too. movie quality kind of kind of stuff. Yeah. Wait a minute. So I watched the first two episodes of that last night. Everything he's done, I like. Keith Urban? No, not Keith Urban. Something Hot. Urban. It's not Keith, Keith Urban. Keith Urban's a country, country singer that married yeah. the really hot Australian. Yeah, well, his Carl, last name's Carl Urban. Carl Urban. There yeah. Are they related? Because I think he's Australian too, isn't he? Urban's Australian. Yeah. He may be. I don't know. I don't know. It's all about Australia today. He does a good American accent. See, my wife and I are wanting to watch that show, but we want to start from the beginning. Because J.J. Abrams stuff, you kind of have to watch every... I liked him. Is yeah. that the one? He's an artificial cop? Yeah. That's the Almost, Almost Human. Human. Yeah, Almost they just Human debuted one. last week. Yeah, it's a great show. Yeah, it's a good show. Yeah, they got two episodes out of that right now. But uh, back to The Walking Dead. All right. You said you're a big fan of The Walking Dead. You know, that, that just started up here. We're, what, the f- what fourth, episode? fourth episode? Fourth or fifth? Fourth or fifth, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember which one. I think it might be the fifth. We've got a trivia question that's going to relate to the, uh, the latest episode of The Walking Dead. Has there been or is there a farm that you currently own that you, maybe just a little bit of you, or maybe a lot of you, is ashamed to admit that you own or have owned? Hmm. Besides my pink Glock, um, no. <laughs> I don't. I don't really know about that. Um, I do know I get a a lot of questions about. The, I've got a PS90 that I try to let people shoot, and for some reason they can't see the holographic sight in it, and they just they do all kinds of silly stuff with it. So um, I wouldn't say I'm embarrassed by it, but it's definitely probably. I, people look at it as the one of your awkward guns. Yeah, what is that sci-fi gun you got right there? It's, you have to answer a million questions. You take it to the. I shoot with a group of old guys down in Atlanta, and they're, anything that's got plastic on it, they don't touch. Anything before World War II, these guys are, yeah. are crazy like that. And I whipped it out one day, and they were like, what the heck is that? You shooting from Star Trek? So they're, uh, they give me a pretty hard time about that. But and it's got that odd round, too. It's like a 5. 5.7 by 28, yeah. yeah. It's a, it's awesome little gun. I love it. So. Yeah, but yeah. it's got a great uh, capacity. What, 50 rounds? 50 rounds for the mags that I got. I got Feeds a 30 from the to top, 50. too. Yep, and ejects right below your armpit. Bullpup design, so it's just tucked in nice and So how do you nice like it? I mean, is it pretty? I love it. So for for what I bought it for, yeah, I lo- absolutely love it. Yeah, there's nothing so. embarrassing about that one. 
No. No, that's, just, that's a cool gun to own. Having explained like it is probably the only thing that, to me, is kind of like, every time I pull it out, like, what? what is that? Everybody asking questions. Like, oh, come on, man. Seriously? <laughs> but everybody's played with it in the video games. That's my figure eight gun. Yeah. I have to explain it every time I pull mine out, too. So. <laughs> gun. PS90. Uh, uh-huh. As far as bucket list guns, like the next gun you want to get, what is next on your list to get? I would probably say either a 1911 if I was going with a pistol. Um, I do not have one. I've got a Glock 21, but I've always wanted a 1911. Is there a certain so. certain model um, brand 1911? I've been been looking around to try to find the best ones. It seems like everybody I talk to has got a different opinion on what they are. Oh yeah. So um, for a while there, there's so many different ones out there. Even within the same company absolutely. brand, there's they've got so many different models. Absolutely. So I think I probably just need to go out and. And shoot a bunch of them, figure out what I like. So I brought one today. I'll let, let's see it. The Sig Sour. I've been shot that one, but I've heard great. Variants. We're going to do a review on it here. I'll let you see it. It's, it's pretty sweet. And while you're handling that, since you said you like the the Glock 21, <laughs> you're handling that. Wow, oh, we're going all over the place with this show. I'm thankful that our listeners are not perverted to think we talk like that. Yeah. <laughs> you were talking about the Glock 21. I was wanting to get a Glock 21. I ended up getting a Glock 30. That's now becoming my EDC. I love that thing, man. All right, we might as well go ahead and do an EDC check. Let's do it. I've got the Glock 30. Is that it? On my hip. Knife? Uh, no, I don't have my My knife's out in the car. Watch? But, uh, watch. Yeah, I've got a Sunto Ambit watch. I, I like that from, watch, uh, dude. You got yeah. it from US Elite US Gear. US Elite Gear. And you can go get the same watch for a discount if you enter the code Talking Lit. That's right. Go to us-elitegear.com yeah, and awesome enter that place. code. But, yeah, the, that Glock 30, man... You shot it with me. Yeah, I did. I like it. It, it didn't recoil it. hardly any it's got as the much. night sights. I mean, the recoil on it was about the same as the Glock 19. It was crazy with a 45. So, uh, yeah, I'm hooked on that thing. That's now my uh, everyday carry. You got your blade on you? No, that's what I said I left out in the car. Oh, you left it out in the car. Yeah. What do you got? Mm-hmm. Well, again. 22. Glock 22. <laughs> Crimson Trace. Uh, I've got the, the, the J sight on there. I'm really liking the J-Sites. You can go to our Facebook page and our website. I did a little review on it, kind of a preliminary. What do you think about what I said about it? What are you talking about? uh, The J-Sites, I like them, but it takes so much mental reprogramming that I almost think you would have to put it on every side. Have you shot it yet? Yeah, I shot it with you that night. No, I mean, after after the first couple of magazines Uh through it, it was just... Have you shot anything without it since then? Have I shot anything without the the J-Site? No, not yet. Because I'm wondering if it's going to mess up, you know, your front sight, front sight, front sight, then the J sights, back sight, back sight. No, because it's so obvious what sight you're using on it. And, you know, I'm going to know what gun I'm carrying is what sight I got on there, too. Uh, I just have to, and I think you're supposed to just completely drown out the the front. But I shot it a lot better with the front just peeking up just a little bit. And it might just be the 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 side how it got set. But after I did that, you know, I was doing the battleship game against um, yeah, I saw those targets against Pepper Sun, and uh, I mean, I was I was getting them right on, man. Yeah. I mean, it was just and it was quick too because I wasn't just sitting there aiming and right. thinking about it. You just I covered. was bringing it up, and then less in less than a second of bringing it up, I was consciously, you know, I, I want to do it quick. Yeah, put it on target and pull the trigger, and that's what I was doing. And I was getting them, I mean, right in those little circles. Hmm. You know? But to talk about you know natural shot. Took him oh, yeah. out there. This is her oldest son. <laughs> Never shot a gun before in his life, and he had the Glock 17. I gave him yeah. the Glock 17. You know, I went through the the safety and everything like that with him and proper gun handling, and he was 
freaking dead on, dead on nailing the, the I asked bullseye. you, I said, how long has he been shooting? You're like, this is the first time he ever shot. <laughs> he was just, he didn't flinch. He had perfect form. I mean, granted, left hand told him all the right things to do, but most people, when you tell them that first time, they're still going to flinch. They're still they're nervous still or something yeah. like that. That's, no. that's impressive. It was it's like somebody shot. gave him a Xanax before he went out there and shot. Yeah, he's, he's just like, yeah, bing, bing, bing. And he's like that with everything. He picks everything up real, real yeah. quick. But he's like, there's nothing to this. Yeah. Gave him the 45. He shot the 45. He was nailing it, too. Dang. Must be all those video games. Who knows? Oh, yeah. So, all right. On to the ankle carry. Got the uh, 23 um, Mm -hmm. with the extended mag on it today. Uh, Ankle holster, which is the, what do we, Blackhawk? Galco. It's actually a Blackhawk. Is it? Yeah. Uh I found out what it was. Okay. It's a Blackhawk ankle holster. Thanks, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) And um, my pocket knife. Tool logic with the actually I got the knife sharpener on it today, not the flint. Yeah, but there's something that's built in that's always on it. Flashlight. Mm, no, it's that's, got a built-in mm, flashlight. Yeah. And uh, the infamous yeah, <laughs> rape, rape whistle. It's <laughs> a nice little setup. It is. Check it out, man. Those are awesome little knives. Very, uh, I think, underrated for what they are, especially on the price point. I mean, you can pick those things up for less than twenty-five bucks. The Very durable. Retails what eighty, but then usually most people. People have them for sale. Pretty yeah, you can go to uh, devore.com, which is a, a division of Optics Planet, and they'll run specials on them for you know like twenty bucks and, and whatnot. And you can nice. pick them up. Pick them up. Now, just so I'm not saying can... this is the you know top quality best knife ever made, but for the price <laughs> point, you know, just you know, yeah. we've had people that they're just dogging this knife, but for the price point for 20 bucks. And, and what you're getting, I mean, it's a it's a heck of a knife. I mean, you get torch, you get the ability to make flame. Uh, sharpen your knife, your knife, and then you know your little blow whistle. Emergency, right. emergency whistle. Modern day uh, Swiss Army knife, right there. And then yeah, it could be like. a little you know knuckle thing too. <laughs> Pow! Right in the choppers. So what do you usually carry, Justin? Uh, Smith and Wesson. Smith and Wesson M and P forty compact is usually what I carry. Was carrying my Glock twenty one for forever, and then realized that it's just too darn big. But uh, no, I, I love that M and P forty compact. It is awesome. So. Never too big. Uh-uh. <laughs> That's what a lot of people say. I got the the twenty the twenty two. I've been carrying this since I bought the thing what five years ago. I mean, nobody ever knows I've got it on. I mean, it's that I like the thirty. Thirty is the same width. It's a shorter handle and shorter barrel, but the width it doesn't bother. Thirty's like the uh, twenty three, isn't it? Twenty one. Are you talking about uh, size wise? It's it's more like the, you got uh, the the nineteen. In the forties, you got the twenty two, you got the twenty three, and then you got the twenty seven. Thirties like the nineteen for the forty five. Thirty. So it's, so it's a mid size. So it's, that's the same the, as the twenty three then, because yeah. the twenty three and the, the yeah, nineteen yeah, yeah. are the same, yeah. different calibers. Yeah, I think it's the thirty six that's the subcompact. Might be. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that's right. No. So. Yeah, but we were back to bucket list guns. You were talking about your bucket list gun. I was telling Gabe. I was going through SIG's site the other day, and I've been dying to get one of those MK25. Is that what they are, the MK25s? The um, 229, or 226s, I'm sorry. You know, the Navy yeah, SEALs yeah, carry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And they've got the the silver. Well, they've got a flat dark earth version of one now. That's cool. Yeah, it looked awesome. Yeah, that SEAL version, we found out you have to prove that you're a navy seal or have been a navy seal to even buy one wow that's quite the no, like they research no, no not not the uh the p226 you're talking about the one that um that they were custom ordering the custom ordering that yeah. Mar- that mcginnis was was yeah there was like a that's special a edition one. seal uh sig that they made that you actually have to say yes yeah yeah that that's they have, not they'll the research thing. it and if you're not you're not getting it yeah that's wow. pretty cool 
Yeah. I'd like to have one of those too, but I'm not going to get one of those. Is there a gun that you sold or got rid of that you wish you had back? I sold a, I had a 338 Lapua that I really, really liked. I was a, I was a little upset that I sold that. I actually traded um, traded it off for a couple of the guns. I traded a guy for a PTR-91 that he had decked out. He was looking for it, and I just, the ammo on it was so expensive at the time. I was like... <laughs> Still is. <laughs> it, it, monster expensive. And yeah. I was like, you know what? I can, I can shoot the 7.62 a little bit uh, a little bit cheaper, the 308. So the PTR-91, sure. uh, while I like it, and he's, he's did a really good job on the build. I, I wish I had that Lapua back. Yeah, I've, I've wanted to shoot one. We were going to shoot one, and then when we, we went had to the it. Georgia shoot it. Shoot a buddy it. of mine that let us take it down to Georgia, and oh, yeah. we went to get ammo for it, and we're like, mm, maybe not. It was $140 <laughs> for 20 rounds. Uh-uh. So we were hoping Federal had some down there, but no, they didn't. No Lapua. You know, with it being Thanksgiving time, we're going to talk about some older guns, maybe even going back to what the Pilgrims Pilgrim had. days. You know, little muskets, little John Wayne blunderbuss. Yeah, you know, I just got a classic gun, which I still haven't got the Cosmoline cleaned out of. Which maybe modern Spartan stuff can help me clean that stuff. Out. Have you tried it on Cosmoline? Absolutely, that Carbon Destroyer will eat that Cosmoline up for you. It really, right out. It's awesome. Do I got to like strip it like I would normally, or? I, if you can get a decent amount out, and then before you have to do any scrubbing, if you put the, the carbon destroyer inside there and let it sit for a couple minutes, and yeah. then just you wipe it right out. So, really? Yep. I'm going to have to use that then. Yeah, I got the uh, Mosin-Nagant, and uh, I'm pumped about shooting that thing. I just haven't had the time to get that thing cleaned out. That's a classic. Yeah, that's that's one that, you know, if, you, if you've ever seen the movie Enemy at the Gates with Jude Law, uh, basically that whole movie is about the Nagant. Yep. Uh, the stuff... I mean, that sniper and what he did with it uh, was pretty amazing. And the history behind that rifle, um, all the different yeah, that, wars. That movie is based on a true And we're going to have James yeah. from the... Actual, was, he the rooster, was he the rooster guy? Was that what they called him? Uh, it may have been. I can't remember. I don't remember what the name was, but it was based off a true story where the yeah. top German and the top Russian yeah. snipers yeah. dueling each other. It's pretty, uh, pretty and, impressive. And it's crazy because before... You know, the Russians latched onto him and made him a media thing. They just sent people out untrained, crazy, willy-nilly into the war, and this guy could actually shoot the media, or they, the, the military got a hold of it, and they're like, we need a hero. And, you know, they created this hero with that story, putting him in the media, and then uh, old Ed Harris came after him. What did I watch with him in here recently? There was some kind of submarine movie. It had uh, David Duchovny in it as well. Huh. I haven't um, seen that one. I can't remember what it was called. I don't, it wasn't very good. <laughs> it was, it's one they, of those they were to supposed DVDs. to have been Russian, but they weren't even faking their accents. They were just talking in their normal. Well, they did that in Enemy of the Gates too. It's like every all the Russians had British accents. So I was kind of like, maybe Ed Harris can't it's do accents. Weird. <laughs> well, Ed Harris was German. He actually did a good German accent in that one. I think he wasn't bad, but yeah, I've heard better. But talk a little bit about what? What uh, about the uh, pilgrims? The pilgrims. What kind of stuff they'd have? They had with them. If you think about it, that was back in the the 1600s. So uh, you know they're probably going to have a sword, some kind of sword or blade with them. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there's a website called Pilgrim Hall Museum, and obviously it's a museum dedicated to pilgrims and artifacts and things during during that era. And the early New England militias began with two basic military divisions. They had an infantry, which included both pikemen and musketeers and cavalry, and continued pike with men? the... Pikemen? Pike. Oh. Pikemen. I was like, pikemen? You men? know, the big, long spear uh, and musketeers uh, and the cavalry. 
And then they've got a picture of a sword here. It was uh, owned by John Thompson. And they don't tell me what it is. but It looks like an old officer sword or something. Yeah, it's very elaborate in the handle area, kind of mm-hmm. like a musketeer. Have you seen the three musketeers? The infantry, the musketeer, was composed of pikemen and musketeers, and the battle formation ranks of musketeers fired upon the enemy. Armored pikemen protected the musketeers. A musket, a musket is a gun with a long, heavy, smooth bore barrel as opposed to a rifle which has spiral grooves. So that's good to know. Yeah. It just had a, just one little ball that basically like the original muzzle loader. And you pack the powder down in there, shove the ball in there, and they, but back then, did they have primers yet, or was it just like flintlock? Well, you know, they had to do the powder and the you know, stuff everything down the barrel, and then put your your round on top of that, and then I guess it was probably flint. I would think back yeah, then. Yeah, I don't know if they had the primer I don't ones think they yet. Had the primer back then. There's one I saw recently. It was on one of the shows uh, on Outdoor Channel. It was an old muzzle loader, looked like a musket, but it was like one of the first single, sh- like pre. It almost looked like the original cartridge before we actually had loaded ammo like we have now. It was a brass cartridge, and it was flat on the back. It didn't have a primer. It had a little bitty hole. And so what they do is they pu- they uh, put all the gunpowder down into that cartridge, shove the ball on top of that, and then they had a little. I can't remember if it was a primer or just like a little fire starter on the back that pushed the fire into that little hole in the cartridge and launched the projectile like we have today. Set everything off. That's a pretty archaic way to get the, the yeah. round down range. Yeah, it's sure. pretty interesting. But I, I'm assuming that's the way we came up with what we have now. Somebody eventually said, why we got a hole? Let's just put the primer in the cartridge itself. Makes a lot more sense. Yeah. So yeah I saw a bullet. I don't know what show I was watching, but uh, it was just a bullet head. Uh-huh. And the bullet head had all the powder and everything in it. Hmm. There was no casing or anything. And uh, it had a little hole, I guess, and that was ignited there, and it just shot it out so you didn't have a... Hmm. And That's that pretty was, wild. I can't remember where I saw that, but... The early muskets were too large and too heavy to support without assistance. Soldiers used crutch-like musket rests, you know, kind of like you would Kind of like the a, trigger stick. Yeah, the yeah. trigger stick. Uh, to support the gun's weight, a U-shaped musket fort made of iron was mounted onto tall wooden pole, which was set into the ground. The musket balls, which could weigh up to an ounce, could pierce most armor. Musketeers did not themselves wear the armor. Each carried a musket rest, the powder flask, you know, those horn-looking things, and bandolier and other supplies, as well as a sword. Simpler powder containers could be made from animal horns. The ends were... Sealed with wooden plugs, and then there's a picture of a powder horn on that website that I was telling you about. They did some nice engravings and stuff on there. Their powder horns, but uh, I mean, really, what you would think that a, a pilgrim would have is they probably had the muskets, they had the swords, yep, they had the uh, what would the the little guns called? Uh, like a little blunderbuss. Well, there's a picture of one right here. There's a oh, pistol. A pistol. A little flintlock pistol. You know, they probably had some of those. You know, but what they're going to run into is their lack of supplies and their they powder probably, had, you know, their gunpowder probably got wet. Maybe even had cannons. I don't know. Did they have cannons on those? I guess they did on those ships. Yeah. Probably the, some form of self-protection when they came Name the over. three ships. Pinta, the Nina, and the Santa Maria. There you go. Hey. Nicely done. <laughs> Rapier, that's the name of those. Ooh. The rapier. That's another. Blow the whistle. The rapier. Did that, did that sword come with a built-in whistle? 
If they were smart, it did. Uh-oh, groupie's back. Yeah, I'm coming. So, Double G. Photo op. Old, old Double G. You got any uh, input on historical rifles, like even going back to uh, Pilgrim days? I'm a big fan of the slingshot. <laughs> they probably had a lot of slingshots. Yeah. yeah. The old style slings, yeah. you know, where you load the ball up and mm-hmm. spin it rubber around. Back oh, then. you're talking about like uh, David and Goliath style slings. Yeah, like a sling. I was taking it way back, man. We're going, <laughs> you know, BC. Way back. Well, we're starting with the Pilgrim since it's like Thanksgiving uh, and all. Oh, well, if we're talking about uh, weapons of mass destruction during the Pilgrim days. Um, <laughs> WMDs. That would have been the bubonic plague, right? Yeah, I was or thinking uh, blankets with blankets uh, smallpox. With smallpox, that yeah. was actually probably the most notorious weapon back in the day. Yeah, yeah. just here, have a blanket. I mean, enjoy. I, I'm one of those. Oh, people, we're sorry, we didn't know you weren't immune. <laughs> I'm one of those guys that doesn't uh, look at Thanksgiving the same way as everybody else does. I like to call it the day that we slaughtered the Indians and took their land. I think it took more than one day, though. Well, <laughs> I think it was the beginning of the end. It was the beginning of it. Yeah. Was that the day we gave them the blankets? I'm actually part Native American, so I can say things like that. See, I am too. I'm part Cherokee. I'm part Cherokee. I'm 116th. I got paperwork to prove it. I'm Blackfoot. <laughs> You're what? Blackfoot. Oh, that's the type of Indian? Yeah, my grandma was a gypsy. She was, she was a, she's a quarter Blackfoot and gypsy. My papa says that all the time. He said she's a quarter Blackfoot and gypsy. Kind of like those gypsy girls on that Marcus Fox show. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my big gypsy wedding or whatever that reality show was. I think that's what it was called. That's crazy. Their faces were great when Marcus started singing that song. Yeah. um, Talking out (laughs) And then he said that about the the reality star. Yeah, that was great. (laughs) That was perfect timing. What I I miss? Uh, We're talking about uh, historical rifles. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, sorry. We started talking about my Mosin. I was going to get James over here here in a minute. So here's a quick quick thing from the NRA on uh, the Mayflower and the Pilgrims. In November 1620, the Mayflower dropped anchor just inside of what we now call Cape Cod with approximately 130 passengers and crew. Tradition holds that the first person to step ashore at Plymouth Rock was the ship's cooper or barrel maker. A young man by the name of John Alden... As fate would have it, the NRA's National Firearms Museum is the current custodian of the gun Alden most certainly carried with him that historic day. It is a wheel lock carbine with an Italian-made barrel and numerous small repairs to the stock. For the pilgrims at Plymouth Plantation's first Thanksgiving in 1621, the wheel lock would have been the most expensive option. Other simpler and cheaper guns included the matchlock, the Miquelet lock, that's M-I-Q-U-E-L-E-T, hmm. and the... It's probably French, Miquelet. The Snafounce. <laughs> snaf- <laughs> the lock. It's S-N-A-P-H-A-U-N-C-E lock. See that? Yeah. I, I'm not even going to try it, so that's why I spelled it. The match lock, like the name implies, used a slow-burning rope or punk to ignite the priming powder, whereas the miklet and the snininni were somewhat cumbersome. It's called the snafu lock. The snafu were somewhat cumbersome predecessors of the flintlock type ignition system that was developed after the sailing of the of the Mayflower. So I, like the old, I like the old match locks. Those are the ones that you'd, you'd sit there and you'd light it and you'd wait. And you'd sit there you and point wait, it at the guy for like five seconds. Yeah, you needed at least to 30 stop. to 40 Hold, feet. Yeah. You had to have 30 to 40 feet of distance to cover before that thing actually went off. So there's a good chance you could take the guy with the gun. Yeah, I just realized we have a, a correction to make before we even get to the next show. You asked what the three boats were? 
which we got the, the three boats Nina, of Columbus. Pint- oh, oh, this is awesome. It wasn't the pilgrims. You better, you better edit that. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. We leave that. <laughs> it, he, ruined my, he ruined my elephant did. story. That needs to go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everybody's listening. They go, ah, you That's dumbass. It's the Mayflower. The guy. <laughs> oh. We're history buffs, as you can tell. And then that's why we're waiting on James to come over. <laughs> He's got the historical. Yeah, James actually knows a lot about historical guns. Oh, yeah. 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 Especially the uh, Civil War stuff. He knows a lot about those. Well, do we so. definitely need to get him over here. Then. Yeah. And James is here now. And James. Finally, save us, James. <laughs> we're talking about historical guns. James Roberts is the owner of Northside Gun Shop, where we're recording today. Appreciate you having us today, James. Hey, appreciate y'all fellas being here. Thank you. Yeah. And these guys down here, I mean, they're the epitome of customer service. Like, if you want good customer service in the gun shop, you know, we talked about it in the Gun Shop Diary show with some of the guys from Nashville Armory, which they're good customer service up there, too. Oh, they're excellent. Absolutely. But uh, one of the things you get when you go into gun shops is, like, this gun snob attitude where they don't want to talk to you, they don't want to say hi, and you walk around and they just stare at you like something's wrong with you. You know what I think a lot of that has to do with? What's that? I think it has to do with their lack of knowledge of firearms and guns. Probably got a good you point know? there. And I think that's why their customer service is so good here is that these guys know the products that they're dealing with, yep. and they can talk about them intelligently. And this is, you know another thing? Every single single person that comes in here that's like a regular james knows their name says hi and bye to him as they walk in the door and as they leave it's almost like cheers <laughs> norm you should yeah. set up like a little bar stool area there you go yeah i, I do strive strive to remember everybody every customer who comes in here to my store and i appreciate every single one of them that's awesome yep. now you've got uh some good knowledge on historical guns you say you don't but uh let's just for instance tell me about the mosin because when I bought the Mosin from you, you you gave me a pretty good rundown on it. I did give Zeke a good rundown. I wouldn't say I'm that big a history buff, but on the Mosin, it did have a little history. I uh, told Zeke a story about it about uh, at the end of World War One, our president at the time sent two companies of our troops, instead of bringing them home after World War One, he sent them to Russia, and he tried to crush the uh, Communist Rebellion in its infancy. They He armed them with the... Uh, the Mosin, so it, it does have a quite a storied history. And then you get you're familiar with some of the Civil War rifles too. Uh, just a few of them, not a whole lot. I used to own a uh, trapdoor Springfield, but of course that was invented right after the uh, Civil War. What's your, what's your favorite era as far as firearms go? I, I do like the era of the World War II firearms, uh, like mm-hmm. the Springfields and the the Enfields and uh, the Garands and the car M1 yeah. carbine. Yeah, you got that Enfield revolver one day when I was in here. Uh, yes, uh, that yeah. was pretty cool. It's still cool, <laughs> and it's, it's still here at the store. That that gun is a very nice gun. It's practically mint condition, mm-hmm. and it does have history behind it and that's why it's a personal favorite of mine it's kind of cool i mean the value of that one it's not a really valuable gun but just to think it's an infield revolver and the only people that got them at that time were british military and police so how did it end up in columbia tennessee kind of thing so it's kind of cool to think of how and then it, can you, you share that up, history with us do you know the history of it well i, I do know that the gun came from nashville and the uh, gentleman that uh, we got it from it had belonged to his dad and he was a pharmacist he owned a uh, small pharmacy right across the road from from freeman's army navy store in, in nashville there and uh, he, he uh, actually wore that gun under his pharmacy coat all the years he ran the store oh okay. wow cool the guns that the Mayflower people would have. Mayflower people? The Pilgrims. Mayflower people. The Mayflower people. Or also people. known as the Pilgrims. Yeah. 
not the Pentanina and Santa Maria people, but the, the Mayflower people. <laughs> and they were talking about muskets and how some of the old muskets, like it'd take two and three people just to set them up because they were so long and heavy. And then their firing systems. Oh, yeah. Um, it would take uh, probably a few good seconds before it actually went kaboom after they... Uh, it's almost like lighting a fuse and waiting for it. That is correct. What about any other historical rifles that got some knowledge on? I enjoy the Garand, and it, it's a fine shooting weapon. I hate they're not any longer being imported into the country right now, but uh, uh, great guns for anybody who owns one of those. And that was used in World War II? Well, that is correct, it's, Zeke. Yeah. Uh, they used it throughout World War II. As and George, then they used it on into some of the it, uh, it, subsequent it, wars. Yeah, it went, well, on into, it went on into Korea, Korea and actually yeah. even made it into Vietnam. That's when they ended up switching to the M16, right? Uh, that is correct. Awesome. You got any history on the uh, SKSs? Uh, very fine plinking weapons. Uh, I can't say anything about it, about them. I uh, personally, myself, I prefer the uh, Chinese uh, Polytech and Renko versions, but uh, the Russian SKSs are very nice too. I've been thinking about getting one of those and tricking it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've seen some that were pretty slick. You can get them fairly inexpensive for the most part, mm-hmm. and then they've got some great aftermarket accessories for them. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, and that, it's a good round too. It's the the seven six two by three nine, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that is correct. Actually, I'm left hand, but that's okay. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm left hand on the show, by the way. (laughs) I'll bleep it out. (laughs) That's okay. We didn't warn him. I'll bleep it out. That way it sounds like he cussed you out. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. Well, James, man, we appreciate you letting us come down and record. This is a really neat place. If y'all are ever in the Columbia, Tennessee area, it's uh, in between Columbia and Spring Hill on the main It's well highway. worth your trip to come out of your way and visit as well. And price-wise, they've got some awesome prices on stuff. Yeah, um, some of the better prices that I've seen anywhere in our area. Like I'm looking at that Blackhawk Sportster AR bag. And what'd y'all end up pricing those at? Twenty six ninety nine. And they've got some uh, fifty cal ammo cans here too. Yeah, they got a big a big haul of those as well. You're yeah. selling those for what? Like two for twenty five bucks? Two for twenty five or one for fifteen? That's a deal. Y'all too. having any Black Friday? Uh, Black deals? Friday specials. We're opening up at six a.m. here at the store on Friday morning, and we do have. Uh, quite of an assortment of guns currently priced at our black friday prices and you can go, uh, they, to, they, facebook page? You can go to our facebook page page at uh, Northside gun shop on facebook and uh, you'll currently see everything we have listed on there and while you're there also enter into our drawing for everybody people that likes our post it saves a list of your name and we'll put your name in a hat and draw it out and the winner will be notified who wins a free brick of Remington Thunderbolt 22 long rifle. Oh, nice. Am I eligible? <laughs> I'm going there right now and like... <laughs> well, and thank like- you. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. Who is it, Northside Gun? Northside Gun Shop. James, we appreciate it, man. Hey, uh, I'd just like to say thank yeah. you, Zeke. I appreciate the guys... And Zeke, you and Talking Lead coming down today to our store doing your broadcast, and we really, really appreciate it. And if you are in the North Columbia area between Columbia and Spring Hill, drop by the store and say hi to all the good folks here at Northside Gun Shop. Including our groupie Gabe. <laughs> this is where he works. <laughs> Thanks, James. And now we got another man on the street that uh, Leadhead Jerome sent in, and we're going to play that right here. Thanks, Jerome. This is Straight Shooting on the Street. I'm Leadhead Jerome at the movie theaters. I'm with Jason. Um, Jason, what does the number two mean to you? It's ultimately choice. Choice is, is the one freedom that is 
supports every bit of the Constitution, whether it's freedom of speech, freedom of religion, or freedom to bear arms. If you impugn one, you impugn them all. And that's what the Founding Fathers, they fought against, okay? And people like to think that it does not apply to modern-day era, but it does. The right to bear arms, in all of its forms and fashion, we're talking military-grade equipment, we're talking home and help to defense, we're talking not just the old flintlocks in the 1700s. The laws are what's really important. The implementation of the law is what's you know, being questioned. The right and ownership of the weapon for defense or for whatever use, that is the, the bar- variable gray line. Okay, I am all for the right to bear arms in the defense of one's home and family, above all else. Property, self, family. And so that's what it really means to me now. What will it mean to me in the future should someone else decide their choice to use their choices against me and mine? Then that's where that choice of defense has to come into play. If someone takes that choice of defense away from me, then you might as well have turned the state over to an organization or a government or um, a rebellion of its own to run amok and chaos. You know, everyone likes to blame, you know, all these deaths on guns. They like to blame it on NRA. They like to blame it on munitions manufacturing. You can't blame that. on Those are organizations that build a product for a service that we choose to use in America. They build a tool. It is the choice of the person as to how they use it. And that is where education needs to come in. Very well said. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> when was your first time you ever fired a gun? It was actually 1989. Wow, you know it down to the year? Yeah, I do. <laughs> but being with where I was trained in the martial arts, I wasn't trained to rely heavily on one tool or another. Mm. Um, it's just a different tool. But then they, they train you in, in a lot of the advanced martial arts classes to widen your horizons, but know your enemy. So if you don't know how a gun works and you don't know how they're going to be using it, then you are not prepared to deal with whatever comes your way. So I had to learn how. I had to face it and I had to use it in order to be a well-rounded, you know, warrior. I see. All right. Any military or law enforcement experience? Not personally, but I do have family members. I, I didn't per se, you know, pursue any kind of law enforcement, you know, um, but definitely they respect it. When you want to get your gun fixed, what is the top thing you like to watch or read or as far as pop culture to get that fixed? You're going to laugh at me. Um, I really like the crazy Quentin Tarantino remake of Jackie Brown with Samuel L. Jackson. I'm a big Samuel Jackson fan. And when he's out there selling the black market illegal guns to them to come pick up, and that phrase where he used, when you got to kill every blank blank in the room, except no substitute, he's wiped everything out. And that does it for me. Okay. Well, thank you much. Thank you. Thank you, Jay Rome. Jay Rome. Jay Rome. <laughs> Jay Rome. I was gonna say his last name. Like and I was like, uh, better not. He mo- he probably will stay anonymous. Anonymous. Yeah. Jay Rome is anonymous. Yep. Sounds like a rap album. <laughs> anonymous. Uh, Jerome's helping us out with stuff like that. And if if y'all have any 
That's good stuff. Stuff you want to... I'm enjoying his segments. Suggest, or if you're out in California or somewhere not around here and you want to get a perspective from out there, talkinglight at gmail.com. Shoot it to us. Also, we want to talk about our buddy James Yeager's project he's got going. It's called Ammo Nation. It's a Kickstarter project. It's also... You can go to Facebook and look it up. You can go to, you can go to his main page, too, I mean, if you're already a... A liking on his James Yeager page. You've probably already seen it. So if you go to kickstarter.com and look up Ammo Nation, A-M-M-O-N-A-T-I-O-N, it's kind of a reality show slash documentary that is going to show how gun guys live, you know? I would probably say it's safe to say it's a reality show. Gun stuff. Yeah. And you've got Jaeger, which is a huge personality. So what is Ammo Nation? Aren't you sick and tired of the mainstream media telling you that all gun owners are a bunch of right-wing wackos? Us, too. (laughs) We want to portray the people that take guns and training seriously in 100% no BS fashion. We will also be biased by showing the world how positive and rewarding gun ownership and proficiency can be. Mm -hmm. James Jaeger will run this production... Uh, run the production of this documentary front to back. He already wi- he is already widely popular. YouTube channel is a success because of his tell it like it is personality, no doubt, and his unwillingness to take <laughs> off any person. <laughs> his uh, background as an undercover cop, police sniper, SWAT team leader, high risk civilian contractor, and world renowned tactical instructor make him ideal to head this project. I agree. He will use this uh, tenacious style and aggressive flair to create a program unlike any you have ever seen. I can only imagine just, it's going to be balls-to-the-wall intense. From being there at the training for the weekend we were there, this documentary is going to be not just informative, but it's going to be a blast. In this documentary, <laughs> you will follow a group of James Yeager's tactical response students, some with law enforcement experience, some current or, or prior military duty, and some civilians with a little training and some with a lot. Through intense and gut-wrenching scenarios, training which will test both the physical and mental boundaries, think embedded cameramen. That means no sound stage, no rehearsals, no phony drama, no actors, real stress, real emotion, and real danger. Danger, Will Robinson. That's going to be fun. That's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be probably even more fun for them to film. Just going to his class and experiencing those guys. There are a lot of really, really good guys, and they know their stuff when it comes to firearms. And, of course, James Yeager is James Yeager. <laughs> it's all you got to really say yeah, about and that. If you go to, if you just Google Ammo Nation... James Yeager, Ammo Nation, there's links to the Kickstarter, and I can give you the address. It's www.kickstarter.com forward slash projects forward slash 11142853344 Nobody is going three, to three, four, read that forward and slash and <laughs> Ammo Nation. Let me Go to Kickstarter and search Ammo Nation. They're going to rewind and listen, rewind and listen, rewind. <laughs> Let me get my pen out again. Hang on yeah. a second. I missed that. <laughs> we should take Or a- maybe we'll post a link to our <laughs> Facebook page too, huh? We should do a uh, a tenth caller promotion. So the tenth caller right now, right now, yeah. <laughs> and we'll get our calls. What Monday? Yeah, yeah. We'll Whose get them number? All next we're gonna week. give them your number. Give them my number. Yeah, call them. Call them I'm late. Get calls all day. Let's give them Trevor's call number. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> Trevor Furlock. <laughs> now you're talking about doing a trivia question from Walking Dead. So before we talk about the trivia. There's another little contest we've got going on where you got to get to 100 plus 
uh, YouTube, or not YouTube, iTunes, iTunes reviews. reviews. And we're only at 75, guys. So, uh, and Step girls. Step it up, ladies and gentlemen. Step it up. So, at 100, we got a prize pack we'll give it away. 200, we got another prize pack we'll give away. And then oh. we've also started our 1911 beauty pageant. But not officially because we haven't posted the rules yet. So, we've or got the day. to solidify all that. But you can go but ahead and start. we're accepting entries. Yeah, but what we'd like you to do is, along with you know, your 1911, and we'd like your pictures to be, you know, not just of the gun. You know, have some sort of creative background going on with the gun as well. And then uh, tell us a little bit about the history of the gun, if you've got a cool history, and if you've done customization, tell us what, you know, what all's on your gun, you know, what what you did to it. And then also what I'd like you to tell us is uh, something that you would like to do that you haven't done to it or a piece of equipment or something you know, an accessory that you would like for your 1911 that maybe you don't have yet. Which, but that won't affect you winning, but it'll be good content for us to talk about. Yeah, and, you know, to give other people maybe some ideas on stuff they hadn't thought about doing to their, their 1911s. Yeah, because otherwise, you know, I got a little cheap $300 1911, I'd like to deck out with a million dollars worth of stuff. Do well, I win now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless you've already got it decked out and you send a picture with all that stuff on it, you might. Another thing... When you're sending us the pictures, we forgot to mention it when we announced it before. It's the same as the AR Beauty Pageant. Make sure somehow in that picture we can identify that it is actually yours and you're not just pulling a picture of a cool 1911 off the website. So if you want to yeah. take a postcard or a business card or stick it in there, or just put your name on it, stick it in the picture, or creatively write your name with ammo or something. Something that proves to us that that is your gun, then because these prizes we're going to put together are going to be a little bit better than uh, the AR was. Sorry, Artist Tony. <laughs> Artisan didn't. Did he win that? Yeah, he yeah, did. He won. Trevor, With the Woody. Trevor came in second. Yeah. Or yeah. Brian. Brian came in second. Came in second. Yeah. yeah. Right. And we're going to be on their show coming up. Yes, December twelfth. December twelfth, we're going to be on the what's their new show called? Slamfire Radio. Slamfire Radio. Yep, we'll be with, on there. Uh, Brian and Trevor, mm-hmm. our Canuck buddies. The trivia question from Walking Dead. What was so going to be? The trivia question is going to be because I can't uh, identify what it was specifically. Tell us what the governor used to take out. Martinez, is it Martinez or Martinez? Martinez. 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 No. The uh, his his ex henchman from uh, Woodbury. Everybody knows who Martinez is from the most recent Walking episode Dead. of Walking Dead. Yeah. So he takes him out. Was he used to do it? And the winner of that will get a modern Spartan system starter pack, which comes with what? Justin? We've got we've got all four of our products in there. We'll inclu- include a, a sample of the grease that we've got okay. in case you use that on your weapons, and we'll also throw in a t-shirt. So just oh wow, you're gonna throw a t-shirt down too? Absolutely. Just right. let me know what size you guys wear. So awesome, nice. So make sure you find well, that fairly out. easy. You can answer question. on Facebook. You can answer on Twitter, our Instagram, website. our website. Uh, go to the forum section. Uh, that's another thing is we've got a forum section going on. You guys may not be aware of on our website, and I mean we've got all kinds of different topics going on there. Yep. Um, I started one. I uh, did that review of the the J sites. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got an AR build um, forum going on. There's something about magazines on there. What's your favorite you know gun magazine kind of yep. deal? Um, and then we've also got links to. Uh, our buddy, the student of the gun, who, who has his forums got on our his site forums too. on our site as well. Yep. So check that out on our website. We're, our website in the next few months is just going to get really cool, really cool and robust. So yes. keep your eye on our website. It's a good place to go and you know just kind of further our community and 
build a build some relationship build there camaraderie too. in the gun community yes sir with our lead heads yep let's hear some listener feedback we've not done that in quite a while all right so first let's go to our facebook post that we did before our show uh earlier in the show we were talking about instead of what we did in guns what we're thankful for that's gun related firearms related firearms related and we've got some responses Zeke? first one we've got is from colby s and he's thankful when it comes to firearms for the protection joy and honor i have and being able to own them good one so that's a good one and lester stone is the country i live in that forefather saw the wisdom to let me possess a gun and the military that defends us. Very good. Thanks, Lester S. Also, Robinson, Robinson F. Jr., thankful for safety training and advocacy groups that let the little people, put in the quotation marks, come together and have a big voice. And that's really important for the continuation of our Second Amendment rights. Such as the NRA. So thank you guys for chiming in on our what are you thankful for yeah appreciate uh, that and giving thanks episode during the week you guys especially you know around wednesday thursday be checking our facebook page because we'll be posting stuff during our show and uh, you'll have an opportunity to uh give chime us some in. yeah chime in give us some of your thoughts and whatever questions we pose there we got some new listener feedback we've had some new listener feedback but we've been going so crazy the last few weeks traveling that we've been forgetting a lot of segments but uh i'll read a few of websites and stuff so that's been busy yeah we've got uh big g of az uh put five stars zeke and left hand produce a great podcast two buddies talking about guns and stuff what every person who enjoys all aspects of gun ownership enjoys listening to I catch myself talking to the guys while listening. You should see the looks I get from people when I do. <laughs> it's pretty good. Also have great show by M T I S E L I N Mitzelin. Mm-hmm. Uh, always a great show to listen to. Very informative, entertaining. Five stars. This one. This one's from Mock Turtle Five One Five. May cause work disruptions. Five stars. I ended up listening at work. I laughed during some cast, but I forget I have headphones on, and I look around to see some really unhappy people wondering what could be so funny. And then we have Grinder Dog. He has five stars. Love listening to these guys. I was bumming when they disappeared, but after their changes, I was able to get them again. And thanks for not leaving us all. You better not leave us with our hands on our Glocks again. <laughs> we never left. We never did. We never left. We've always been here. We just had some changes. You, you with were the just feed. tuning in through the wrong avenue. Yeah, but we're still here. Peter W says, "Hey guys, love the show. Been listening since the SOTG show, Student of the Gun, and can't wait to get the next podcast." Quick question: What does the intro? Who does the intro music for you? It sounds like. Die MF Die by Dope, but not true. And we haven't, we haven't, I know we haven't given our guys a plug in a while. Let's give yeah, them a plug. despite it's a Swedish band. We they we got a hold of them when we first started the show, and uh, they're a heavy metal band out of Sweden. The name of the song is Rain. So despite the band, Rain is the song. Great group of guys over there. Uh, really like their stuff. If you like metal, that's who it is. Oh, also thank you to Autodidact Dystopia. I know that's a hard name to say, but he does uh, a lot of better animated Better you say that intro. than me. <laughs> yeah, he's on uh, YouTube. If you go to Auto Didact Dystopia, I'm not going to even try to spell it. 
But yeah. if you if you go and look for him, it's he's got some really cool animated uh, stuff. He did our YouTube intro. While we're giving thanks, let's just thank our sponsors and I'd like to thank our sponsors. US-EliteGear.com, US Elite Gear. Type in the code Talking Lead, and we will get the discount to you there. Also, like to thank ICE Training. That's ICETraining.us. Rob, Rob Pincus and uh, all the folks over there. Great videos, great books. Uh, just a super group of guys that have nationwide uh, training available. So you can go there and check out in your area what they've got available. Special thanks to my brother-in-law, Brandon Bond, with All or Nothing Tattoo. Really great guy. Huge supporter of the Second Amendment. Uh, he does a lot for the cause. Does a lot of promotions for Second Amendment friendly companies. And I'm going to actually try to hook up Modern Spartan and him. But uh, check out his tattoo studio at allornothingtattoo.com and their gun-friendly merchandise store, strangleholdmerch.com. Also like to thank our buddy Barry Clapp over at Graphic Effects, who really uh, did a great job on our vehicle wrap. And uh, they you, are Barry. also getting into the hydro... Um, graphing. Graphing. Yep. They've got that up and running now. We're actually going to do a show from there and uh, do some videos of some stuff being uh, hydro-wrapped. Nice. Thank you to Groupie Gabe, Double G. That's me. <laughs> I've been, I've been I've been trying to stick around, but it's been super busy here at the Northside Gun Shop in Columbia. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way you slickly plug it in there. Every I like to thank Holder and Green, Professional Real Estate Services, HG Press. Uh, get in touch with those guys for all your Middle Tennessee real estate needs. You can contact them at 1-800-615-1840, extension 2222. Justin, how do you get a hold of Modern Spartan if they want to order all that stuff? The best thing is to go to the website, www.modernspartansystems.com. Take a look at it. You can Google search it. Uh, we've got info pages on there. It's got the numbers. Just give us a call or uh, hit us up at the store. And, and we do have a coupon for you guys. Set up the lead heads, right? Absolutely. So all you guys that are listening out there, we appreciate it. If you guys register your name on there and use the coupon code TL15, that's TL for Talking Lead, 15, give you guys a 15% discount. We really appreciate it. Awesome, so, man. Thanks for having us on the show. Yeah, and his stuff really is good product. We're not just saying that to to put your mind at ease he's not a sponsor of us yet um (laughs) uh, we are not being paid the product sells itself it's it's really it's some of the better stuff i've seen out there i mean we both like frog lube we like the the classic stuff the hoppies the but this stuff i mean it does exactly what it says and it's it's eco-friendly too right it's all environmentally friendly if you take a look on our website we've got a a huge uh, area where people are are doing uh feedback take a look at it and we've got a, a bunch of really great reviews and we appreciate it so do y'all have any videos like showing some cool stuff that it does we've like- got a youtube channel does a, a lot of the competition we've got it head to head against some of the competition okay just yeah so that way you that, guys can see it i saw one video up against another one that's uh kind of the same bio-friendly type product just destroys it destroys it on a Timken bearing test it's pretty amazing stuff i think that's the one you showed me that was yeah, pretty cool yeah, stuff yeah really so cool. go to youtube and check that that video out guys now i gotta add do you does that come in a spray? Do you have any of those in a spray, or is it all the squirt? We're getting ready to have a, a spray top added, so that way you can cool. choose on the feature, because I know yes. some people like the drip top, some people like Here. the spray top. So Yeah, I was like, man, I would really be into this if it had the, if it had the spray. Absolutely. Within the next month, you'll probably see that probably before Christmas. So ModernSpartanSystems.com. And TL15 to get you a discount on that stuff. And we also like to thank uh, Clutch Defense. Yep. And you can go there. Uh, those guys are really uh, stocking up on some ammo there. Uh, use the talking lead discount code talking lead 68 uh, that's because uh, our buddy clay greenfield the racing 
NASCAR. The NASCAR truck driver, truck driver is also part of that outfit, and uh, we should be having him on soon again. <laughs> if, to, if you listen to Talking Lead, like we said a couple episodes ago, you should not have to pay full price for anything anymore. As many codes as we're throwing out to everybody. <laughs> yeah, and if, uh, if anybody is in the, uh, the Columbia area... You know, yes. Middle Tennessee. Um, we're going to be giving away some uh, some modern Spartan stuff. Oh, so. that's true. So if you're not able to, well, if you're listening to the show, you're online. What am I going to say? Yeah. Well, <laughs> if, even if even if uh, you know, go to the website, check it out, do some research if you like the idea. Um, but if you just want some free stuff, we're going to give away uh, a starter Spartan. pack of modern Spartan for. Uh, we'll give one away. So the first person that comes in here after this thing airs and mentions and, talking lead, and mentions talking lead, and mentions modern Spartan here at the Northside Gun Shop in Columbia, Tennessee. Uh, we'll give you a free uh, modern Spartan starter pack. Sweet, nice. So you, you got so two, you got two ways: you can yeah. answer the trivia question, and then you can uh, be the first one to come to Northside. Make a, a short trip down to Northside. And if you're in the area, it's probably the easiest way to try to be the first one. Even in if here. you're in California, it's a short trip. Yeah, it is. It's just, only three days. <laughs> if you, you take just the there, southern right? route, if you take the southern route, it's three days across ten and up. Take the northern route; it's going to take you a little bit longer because there's probably some weather. And thanks to James and Northside Gun Shop too. Uh, and I also want to show another uh, thank you out to our uh, Next Level Training guys. Uh, we're still rocking the Next Level Training yes. CERT pistol. CERT pistol, so which you've you had for about two months. for that. <clears throat> uh, I think I brought Wait, it today. Did you? I'll have to look in the truck. That's cool. I can't remember if I... I meant to grab it and bring it to you. Oh. I just want my machete. My bad. <laughs> Thanks, Justin, for coming on the show. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks I a lot for having me. thank Gabe, Appreciate but it, he'll Justin. probably show up randomly again. I'll randomly be anywhere. Yeah. Appreciate the shirts, too, man. Thanks. Not a problem. Yeah. Not a problem. Hope you we guys got like shirts? Well, I thought we did. Didn't you say we had shirts? Yes, indeed. Yeah, you got oh. a shirt. Okay. Sweet. I don't have lumberjack size, so nah. I'm going to have to work on getting you like a, a quadruple XL. We sew two together. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad idea right there. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, left hand, keep, keep your, your loved ones, ones close and your firearms closer. closer.